Welcome to Growth Hack by Poppy Digital. Tips and tricks to master the algorithms from industry insiders. Now here's your host, Julian Espinoza. Welcome back to Growth Hack, where we break down marketing channels like Google, Facebook, Instagram, and show them how to make them work for you. Today's episode, it's on Clubhouse, specifically how to moderate a room. So it's a little bit different today because it's not necessarily a growth hack, but because Clubhouse in a whole is a growth hack, we're going to show you how to really be effective on the platform. And one of the ways is starting to host your own rooms. When you're going to be hosting a room, you're going to have to moderate. And there's so many intricacies to moderating that it's going to take a little bit of time for you to really figure it out. So let's jumpstart you and let's get you started. Welcome, Mark. What is up, Growth Hacker community? What is up, After Hours Entrepreneurs? Listen, you're getting a backstage pass. We're trying something a little bit different today and doing a live collaboration session. We're gonna be going deep on how to moderate the best room in Clubhouse. So let me ask you, let's start off the conversation here, Julian, with me asking you a question. Why is Clubhouse moderating important and why is that part of your main strategy right now in 2021? That, that's a great question. So <clears throat> the first thing is hopefully if you're interested in this topic, you're doubling down on Clubhouse. To you, Clubhouse is where you need to be and where you want to spend your time. If that's where you're at, then this is going to be the episode for you. So let's just first clarify that. If you don't know what Clubhouse is and you aren't convinced of Clubhouse, go back to Clubhouse, uh, explore it a little bit further, read what Clubhouse has done for other people, and then come back to this episode. Because this is a 3.0. This is uh, an advanced tutorial on what to do when you are ready to double down on Clubhouse. So that's the precursor to this. So if you're ready to go, uh, Mark and I are gonna talk specifically about how to double down on Clubhouse and how to mod a room, which is really important. So the first thing, uh, Mark, you ask is, wh why are you gonna moderate a room and what's the point? So <clears throat> if you've done your research, um, one of the best ways to grow on Clubhouse is appearing on stage. Now, you're limited to who can bring you up and in what stage you can be brought up to. So the best is when you host your own party, right? Because then everyone knows it's your house and in Clubhouse, everyone knows it's your room because you sit on Clubhouse at the top left portion of the screen at the very, very top. So everyone knows it's your room and everyone knows it's you're the host and you can control the room. And so the value that you receive from that is that people know who you are and follow you. So that's how you grow your following on Clubhouse is by modding rooms. And that's the... I want to point out yeah. also that it's one of the best ways to grow on Clubhouse is to follow great moderators and joining the rooms early so you can get on stage. Because to Julian's point, getting on stage and talking, that's the key. And then today, again, going a little bit deeper on moderating and hosting. Absolutely. And, and, and to Mark's point, when you're, when you're joining the stage of someone else who has a, a good following and you join early enough and you can provide, as they call, value on Clubhouse, <laughs> right? Um, you get to stay on that stage and, and that moderator keeps you on stage. And that's, that's a win right there. So as far so as we've, I, I want to ask, yeah. I want to ask you, Julian, you know, because I, I really want to get tactical here because that's the reason we're here. And and also we should be live streaming to Clubhouse yet. I'm, I'm working on that. I've got my roadcaster coming in pretty soon. But 
we've moderated a few different rooms. So I'm, I just want to know from you, when you say, okay, I'm going to set up a room, I'm going to moderate it. How do you, let me ask you this first, how many moderators do you like to invite to join your room to start it off? Well, that's a good question. I think right now, as of today, um, we're all pioneers. We're all figuring out what works and what feels good based on topics, based on what, what, what not. But the simple answer is I like usually my numbers around six, um, mm -hmm. but it's a, it's a specific six. Okay. Um, I bring in people from different worlds in the same industry who are talking about the topic that we're talking about. Right. So as an example, you and I talk about podcasting a lot and we're on, we're on a podcast right now. And the idea is I'm bringing in someone who understands podcasting from a production standpoint, someone who understands production from a content standpoint, someone who understands podcasting from a, a monetization standpoint, mm -hmm. someone who understands podcasting from being viral. Right. And so bringing in different walks of life around your topic to me is how you want to stack your moderators and how you want to stack the stage. I think that's especially important um, when you can't confirm exactly who's going to show up, A, and B, what type of question is going to be asked. I might be an expert in creating a video experience out of a podcast, but someone else might be an expert in, like yourself, in how to run Facebook ads to drive traffic to your podcast. Yeah. The, other, the other thing I think is important too, and something that's worked for me quite a bit, Julian, and I, I'd like to get your opinion on this, is who to invite as moderators. So we've already focused on you want to have specialists in certain uh, sub-niches of your niche, but I also like to invite additional big names, people that people recognize as well, right? So for example, John Lee Dumas, uh, Zachary Babcock, um, Pat Flynn, like, you know, I'll just invite additional mods up to this to the room i don't know that they're going to show up but maybe they show up you know so what are your thoughts on that on inviting extra maybes so like for i'll just give you an example uh last week john lee doom has showed up for about 20 minutes and and helped co-moderate with us popped in popped in for 20 minutes and then and then bounced i had a similar experience with sean cannell john cannell came into a room for about a half hour the week before that michael stelzner popped in the room so I, I'm in, but I'm kind of conflicted because at the same time, you don't want to have a, a room with 12 to 16 moderators generally, right? Agreed. <clears throat> I think, I think the cat's out of the bag, right? Uh, when Elon Musk showed up, he broke clubhouse, <laughs> right? And so the simple answer is, <clears throat> unfortunately, um, we as a society right now, we currently have agreed by showing up in our attendance that when there is a big name that we we are interested in uh we join in further and we bring in more people so to your point uh it's a great strategy if you want to bring in the numbers uh as well well it's also important that when john lee dumas joins that room and then when i invite him when he comes up onto the stage it's going to ping it's going to send an alert out to all of his followers that's ten thousand people that now know oh jld is in a room maybe i'll check in you know, so from a from a pure, I mean, from a pure reach standpoint, that's important to to having a successful large room if that's what you want. Hundred percent. And 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 I want to offer that let's let let's talk for just a brief second um, on how how we can do that because a lot of people are like, well, I don't know anyone famous, I don't know anyone who 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 has a big sure. following, 
And so the way to do that is you've already listened and you've already said you've doubled down on Clubhouse, double down even further, build relationships, be in rooms a lot. The first two weeks I was on Clubhouse, I mean, I was on it every waking second. Now I have, a, I've, stri I've struck a better balance. I know some people, but the idea is you have to double down on Clubhouse to meet those opportunities to find and cr connect with those great people. Yeah, hundred percent. The and, and going back to the number one way to grow on Clubhouse, and I'm assuming if someone's listening at this point, they understand that Clubhouse is an important platform right but in order to be successful on clubhouse you need to get on stages a that's level one you need to speak you need to speak you absolutely must speak just this was julian this is with every this is with every single platform you have to create if all you're doing is consuming you're not actually making a dent you're not actually building an audience you're not building your brand you're not building your personal uh, position your resume um so yeah moderating's big um so here's another question. We're, so we're still talking about inviting, who to invite. Do you only add moderators that have confirmed that they will be there? Or do you send out invites and say, hey, I've invited you to moderate. Do you want to join? How do you, how do, you do that? It's a good question. So I, I think every situation is a little different. And there's sort of an art to some of the stuff that we're talking about. Yes, there's a lot of it. There's a science and there's a, there's a way to do it. But there's a little bit of art. I'll give you an example. Last night, I hosted a room on LinkedIn. Um, I had about six, seven people who are going to be moderators and about two or three of them didn't show up um, just because life got in the way. And um, they, uh, we had pretty much right when we started, we had two moderators, myself and someone else. And then what happened was um, a few people joined the room and we didn't have any action for a while. And we were just having a conversation. We were just talking. Eventually, another moderator joined. Eventually, another moderator joined. So we had about four. But in that time, two people who joined were, were providing a lot of value in the conversation. And so what I found was that they were able to really offer something uh, to that topic. So as they built trust with me by speaking and providing value, I in turn rewarded them with a moderator tag. Even though they weren't on my original panel to uh, moderate this room, so the simple answer is: I think you should be a little flexible. If someone who is offering a lot of value drops in, I think they should potentially be rewarded with that green little uh, moderator tag. And this, I've I've actually done the same thing, Julian, because I like to I like to generally have four to six moderators on stage. Okay. And that can change again. Listen, there's different ways, there's different sizes, there's different cadences, there's different types of rooms, but generally in the rooms that I'm running, it's, it's more of like a Q and a come up, ask your specific question, grow your podcast, grow your YouTube, grow your clubhouse experience. Um, so I generally like to have four to six mods and sometimes moderators don't show up. They get, they're the late, they got to leave early, that sort of thing. So, and this kind of brings you back to the beginning. I think that for me, following great moderators and great hosts, on Clubhouse is very important because there's this there's this moment when you first host your own room and everyone out there, if you haven't hosted a room yet, you're going to feel this. You host your own room and it's just you. It's just you and the Internet. And there's this kind of this uncomfortable feeling where you want to bring people up on stage. The first people that jump on stage, I keep it wide open. Everyone hop on stage, hop on stage. If you hop on stage early in one of my rooms and you are showing that you know what you're talking about, there's a chance you could be promoted to mod. So that's something like, for example, Mr. Beast, I follow Mr. Beast, not because I want to join a room with 10,000 people in it, 
But if he has a quick pop-up room and I can hop in there, there's a chance I can get a quick chat in. I actually know someone who got a job with Mr. Beast using that strategy. Wow. So follow following the great mods. And, and honestly, as a good mod, that so this is a this is a good segue here, Julian. As it, when we're on Clubhouse, one of our main goals is to grow our following, to grow our notoriety so that people know us. But that's why we're moderating in the first place. Okay. What's a good strategy for getting people to actually follow you? Okay, what's a good way to, because people don't want to be sold. They don't want to say, hey, click here, sub there. They don't want to do that. What's the value to them? So that's exactly the way that I like to educate them on the importance of following great hosts. Follow the great hosts so you can get more opportunities to be on stage. What are some other ways that you've been successful, Julian, in getting more followers for yourself and the other moderators that are in your room? Without being too salesy, what are you doing? It's it's a good question uh, because you got to strike that balance. I think the cadence and the frequency that I bring up the following, um, I I don't do it very often, and um, I I I keep it uh, I keep that down to a minimum. Maybe in a two hour session, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say it twice or three times, so that even okay, yeah, so that even the people who have been there from the beginning have really only heard it a few times and maybe only the new people have heard it once or twice. And so whatever I'm about to say, bringing it up, not, not a lot of times. Um, now, Mark, you actually have a really valuable way of bringing it up because you have it from a value delivery standpoint. You say, right. Hey, I'm going to bring uh, you, you should follow these people because if they host a room and you can get in early with them, you can generate a following. So it's actually a value driven. So I actually really like that. I might consider bringing that up uh, today, or I might bring up that later on the way I've done it is uh, it's a tactic. I learned very early on. Um, it, it basically goes something like this. Thank you everyone for, for, for joining. We really appreciate you. One way we exchange uh, currency here on Clubhouse is by following each other. And it, it just tells us, and it tells us as a panel, and it tells me as a host, that we're doing a good job with this room. And if you feel that you've gotten value, and if you feel like this room is something that should continue, please follow the panel um, because it, it, it just gives us an encouragement to keep doing this week after week. Thanks guys. Yeah. yeah. That's the bit that I say. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a good, that's a very respectful way of asking and educating, but yeah, I mean, the value driven gives you that extra, that extra layer. Here's, here's another, here's another thing that I've been trying and kind of playing with Julian. So let's kind of back this up a little bit. Cause you're saying that you're giving that call to action about three times in a two hour span. I'm a little bit more frequent than that. But again, if you sound too salesy, people aren't going to, people don't want that. So, so my cadence is typically in a two hour session, I want to reset the room about every 15 minutes. Okay. The problem is when you're resetting a room, there's a list of a lot of different things you want to topic, uh, you want to hit on, right? You know, follow, you know, DM me on Instagram, make sure to follow me and the other moderators, make sure to ping your friends, make sure to join my club. There's all these different things. If you try to squeeze them in every, every 15 minutes, it's, it's too much, I feel. So what I like to do is every 15 minutes, I have a list of like, I try to hit like two, maybe three of those reset topics. 
you know, those, oh, those call to actions. So you can, you can still educate and get those call to actions to your Instagram, to your Twitter, to do these different things without being too salesy. And, and furthermore, let's say that our main goal on there is to gain more followers. Another thing that I like to do is not necessarily ask the audience to follow me. I ask them to follow each other. Look above you, look to your left, look to your right. Listen, there are some great creators out there producing great content. Make sure that you're following these great people and connecting with them. And I think that once they get into that follow mode, they're like, well, if I'm following Mary Sue and Jim to my left, why don't I just, why don't I just follow Mark? Why don't I just follow Julian? They're the ones that are monitoring and hosting. So it gets them kind of into that mode. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're taking the pressure off. Hey, I'm not selling you on me. I'm selling you on, hey, there's probably people to your left, to your right that are around there. And then that scaffolding and that foundation uh, creates an environment for them. Well, let me go follow the other people. So I, I, yeah. I think that that's wonderful. Um, and, and and it's really interesting. You're refreshing the room every 15 minutes. Uh, it's definitely an interesting tactic. Um, I, I, I think there's no right or wrong answer here right now. I think right now what it comes down yeah. to, we're all pioneering our own strategies and what works for us. For me, I, <clears throat> I, I really, really avoid being that salesy guy. Um, and I've generated a following. I, I think your numbers are higher than mine and, and uh, higher. And there's everyone who, who I probably share stages with are much higher than me. Uh, but I just focus on creating connection and creating uh, really really organic opportunities for myself. Um, but I think to your point, I could probably do a little bit better by increasing my frequency and then rotating the topics that I am refreshing the room. So Mark, can we hear from you when you are resetting a room? What are the topics that you need, need to hit on just from a category perspective? Awesome. Great question. Um, so I'll always start it by praising someone on the stage that just said something. Okay. Clubhouse, I think is really about reciprocating positivity. So I'll say, wow, Julian, that's a fantastic question. Let me, uh, I, I always appreciate your insights on stage. So listen, I'm going to quickly reset the room. Okay. So that's, that's the first half praise and then announce that you're going to reset or refresh. So, so what you're saying you is go a, a solid transition from what just ended. Exactly, exactly. Because let's let's talk about what resetting or refreshing, however you want to call it. Let's talk about what that actually is. That's bringing the conversation back to why everybody is there. You know, if you get five to six people talking on a topic, you could end up in, you know, you could end up in China by the time the conversation's over. So let's bring it back to, to the original conversation. Um, so praise the, the last person, transition with a reset. Then I'm going to, I might say, you know, brief, very, very briefly what the room's about. Thanks. We're here to help you grow on clubhouse. Okay. Listen, there's a lot of hands on stage or there's a lot of people on stage. There's a lot of hands up. We might not be able to get to you. Please DM me on Instagram. I'd be happy to answer your question. You might even get it a shout out on the show here. Okay. So that's one call to action. DM me on Instagram. Another one, Follow the people around you. Follow people to your left, to your right. There's some great creators out there. That's another one that I put into my rotation. Uh, another thing would be if you have a club or if you're, and we could talk about this too, if you're hosting for a club, make sure that you click that green button up top and, and join the club. This is a great community. You'll be alerted to all the new uh, shows that go live. Uh, another, make sure to smash that plus button on your screen. Ping your friends because we are here to help you and them grow on Clubhouse. Okay, so those are my main ones. You'll 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 notice 
that I've omitted myself, although I do, I do insert that a little bit. Hey, you know, I'm Mark Savant. I host a ton of these rooms. I host rooms on YouTube, podcasting, social media, make sure to follow me to get alerts so you can get on stage. Right. So that's kind of the general, those are like, I think the main five to six. I also have more notes here. That's another thing I would encourage everyone. If you are going through that, you definitely want to have a notepad based on some key topics. So if you ever get stuck as a moderator, okay, I can always revert back to these five or six different topics. Absolutely. So that and it was funny last night was definitely an example of that. <clears throat> the conversation was getting stale and I didn't have a good uh, transition or anything. I didn't have another good topic. And luckily I had written down a note of someone, a question I wanted to ask one of the moderators and I went and used that question. So absolutely yeah. having that little notepad, but, but thanks for sharing those, uh, those topics on how to reset a room. Um, I usually from my end, um, I keep it pretty, pretty limited. Um, like I said, I'm only resetting a few times. Um, Mm -hmm. it, it was based on advice I was getting. Um, the first time I hosted a room, I think I was resetting more frequently. And I got the feedback that for the people who had been there long, they were sort of complaining. Um, and it's just sort of that, how do you strike that balance? Do you, do you think there's, there's sort of like, it is what it is. Well, they need to understand that new people are coming in all the time. A clubhouse room is like, you know, people are in and out all the time, right? You have to reset the room. You have to remind people why they're there and who you are. That's important. It has to happen. So let, let's start talking tactical here. Um, let's shift gears on now we are in a room, we're moderating, uh, we've got a panel speaking, um, uh, things are going down. What are some tactics you use when the conversation starts not to go in the right direction? So obviously the reset is an option. Reset it. One of the difficult things as a moderator or a host is when do I cut people off? How do I cut people off? So the, there's there's different tactics to do this, but I'll say, and I'd love to get hear yours because this is not something I perfect. This is a tricky balance. Um, one of the things that I do is I'll unmute my mic and I'll just kind of leave it open. So that person that's talking is hopefully looking at the screen and knows okay, Mark has something to say, he's unmuted his mic. That could also be a good tell as to when other moderators have something to say is when they're unmuting their mic, not to be confused with clapping, you know, not to be confused with clapping. Um, so that that's one tactic because it, it really feels bad for everyone when you, when you cut someone off in the middle of something they're saying. What about you? How are you kind of shifting the focus back to the topic? It's a good question. Uh, I think the first step is uh, you open up the mic. And if they got, they aren't getting the picture when you open up the mic, then you go, you start using words. You start to say, okay, understood. What do you, I got, what do you I mean got, by open up the mic? So oh, you mean open up your mic? Yeah. You open up your mic. Right. And so if they haven't gotten the picture, uh, that that's, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to talk. Then you start dropping in words. Right. And, mm -hmm. and you start sort of like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Right. And, and that should be a signal to them if i like that you agree with them that's that's, well, it's that's a good not way of agreeing it. it's just a holding space for them that you've acknowledged them right yeah right because i don't i, I don't I, if the conversation is going awry it's likely we're we're, we're, we're probably not agreeing with, with what it is <laughs> but i definitely uh hold space for them to acknowledge them because regardless of of opinions uh because i'm 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 the go-to contrarian in oh in almost all the conversations um 
I uh, I want to make sure someone feels heard, right? And I think right. that's important for me, at least. And so once that's kind of your job as a host is to make sure everyone gets heard. Absolutely. And so once that happens, um, and they still aren't getting the picture, they're still not relieving the mic off of their 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 mouth. Um, then I'm gonna just do the cutoff, right? And I'm gonna go. Hey, and, and I'll give you an example of, of, of the mo more times than not when I'm doing it. It's when we have the format of a panel and people are asking questions. So just contextually for everyone, what that means is you have a panel of five, six people or whatever your number of panel panelists are. They're usually your moderators and, and they're there. And then what you have is you have the audience coming up and you're bringing them up to ask questions. They're, you're, you're bringing these people up so they can ask their own questions. Usually what happens is at some point, someone who's been brought up, who's not up next, uh, tends we'll to, barge jump, into the in, conversation. Tends to yeah. jump in and, and take the conversation in a different direction or asks a question um, when it's not their turn. And so right there, I will just jump in right away without giving them an opportunity. I'll say, hey, 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 Mark relax because it's always yeah. Mark, right no i'm just kidding um we'll, we'll we'll say hey um mark thank you so much for, for for jumping in on stage we appreciate you just so you understand we've got actually a, a a group of people who are ahead of you uh and i'll name off some names just to give a little bit of context um and we'll definitely get to you um if you feel that you need to talk about something really important and it's critical to the conversation please go to my instagram and shoot me a dm right now um and and we'll address it if it needs to be addressed in this moment but thank you for joining up and uh all right let's move over to holly holly please ask your question and then i'll transition right there that's a good way of transitioning because the reality is when that person starts they're basically they're cutting in line it's like someone cutting in line at the cafeteria, right? It may feel good for that person. It doesn't feel good for the three to four to five people that got cut, you know, but it, it depends on the type of room. Some rooms are free flowing where it's like anyone and everyone come on stage. And I've seen some hosts be successful with that. Um, but again, I think when you're trying to run to your point, like a Q&A seminar style, you need you, as the host, you need to control the conversation and, and 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 cut in. Sometimes I was in a room the other day that it was that style. Someone that just jumped on stage, they cut like five people and they just started talking and the host didn't say anything. But I had been in the room for a while and I was engaging with people. So I actually said something. I was like, look, Holly, that's a great question. But like we're in the middle of answering John's question right now. Can we come back to you in just a moment? And I offer that someone may have an, 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 a, a bite of information that's absolutely critical yeah. to that question. And that's why I, get, I hold space for them by saying, you can shoot me a DM. And usually, Mark, usually, I've, it's only happened once that someone's actually came back and sent me a DM where it was a valuable nugget. Most of the time, yeah. it's just they're interrupting because they got excited. They weren't <laughs> sure. Uh, they didn't understand the format, um, and and or they just they want to sell something, right? Or they want exactly. And so usually that is my barrier. My barrier is go to my DM, shoot me one, and um, if it's something critical, we will bring it up, and I'll, I will bring it up. Yeah, that, and I think that's a good way. I think you have to do that as a host because. And, and it's you're not going to make everyone happy all the time. I made a post on this on the other, you know, just the other day that, uh, you know, on the on the way up, you want to try to spread love and and build up as many people as you can. But some people are just not going to like you for that. So 
you just got to brush the haters off, brush the haters off. I, so I got, I think I got getting... one more for you. I want to see how you handle yeah. this. How do you handle McJohn Mc, Mc Johns who answers, who keeps asking questions upon their questions and keeps taking it so narrow that it's not valuable to the audience? How do you handle someone like that? I, I do. I honestly, I do exactly what you just said. Say, hey, John, you know, so I'm going to take it a level further. A lot of times those questions that they're asking, I've already answered before on my YouTube channel. So what I'll say is, hey, Johnny McJohn, John, I love that question. That comes up quite a bit. Shoot me a demo, DM on Instagram. I have a video specifically catered to you on my YouTube channel. I'll send it to you and you can check it out. Um, and that, and honestly, that, that guerrilla style kind of like hand-to-hand -hand combat has been successful for me both on Clubhouse and on Facebook groups. Um, but that's why I love YouTube. I can record a video. It's there forever. And people keep asking the same questions. Here's a YouTube video. And, and that kind of guerrilla, again, that hand-to-hand -hand style combat has really been effective in growing my channel because I'm addressing those specific um, frequently asked questions. Love that. I mean, it's absolutely critical because um, you get that McJohn John dude who just keeps asking questions upon question upon question yeah. upon question. At some point, you, you have to take them off. And here's what I do um, because I don't have a robust YouTube channel uh, as of yet. I'm, I'm building mine up. I will I will basically say, hey, uh, uh, Vanessa or McJohn John, uh, I'll say, hey, please. Uh, we have a we have a few questions that we have to get through. We're we're closing the room in the next fifteen minutes. We have a few more people we need to get to. I am willing to take your conversation offline. Please shoot me a DM, and I will personally answer your question. Um, yeah. But to your point, if you have that YouTube video, it's a win right there. Yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been effective um, because they still feel that personal. And sometimes they'll come back with an additional question. You're like, guess what? I've got another YouTube video for that <laughs> question. Or, or, or that's a very, very good time to hop on a quick 15 minute call with them. Okay. And, and I just want to encourage everyone. I've been talking to a lot of these big podcasters, these big creators. That is what it's about when you're small and it's, it's a, it's an advantage. It's that ability to go hand to hand. You can, you can, you know, create lots of conversation like we're doing here. You can get on video calls with, with, uh, with people, phone calls. I I've, I've really put a focus on that this year and trying to get on personal calls with people too, because it just develops that relationship. It builds that no like, and trust. It takes it to the next level, but it, it, just kind of bring it back to clubhouse. You, I, it, at the end of the day, your job as a host, as a moderator is to keep, keep the conversation going, make sure everyone has a chance to speak. And if one person is just ho hogging the mic, sometimes they don't even realize it. You got to keep it moving. I want, I want to give you one more quick takeaway that I think is important. And I think this is often overlooked. I actually heard this from Michael Stelzner. Um, he said, A, every once in a while during your room, just ask all the moderators to click, you know, to clap, to click their mic button to see who's there. You know, do people come? Do they leave? That's also a good way of clearing the stage, asking people to tap. And what you can do if you know all the moderators are active in there and are there, as you're processing questions from the audience, and this is something you brought up at the very beginning of our conversation. When you're, you're going to have experts in various fields, when, when a question comes up and someone says, hey, how can I run paid ads for my podcast? I could say, that's a great question. You know, Julian over here is not very outspoken and he's a maybe a little bit more quiet. He doesn't want to compete for the mic against all these egos that are on stage. Julian, I'll say, hey, Julian is an expert in paid Facebook ads. Julian, would you do me a favor and answer um, this question about how to properly run Facebook ads against their podcast, right? So I'll reframe it, direct it towards a certain person, and then again, ask that question directly to that expert in that field. 
I, I, I absolutely love that. I think that tactic that uh, I saw you do in your rooms, I saw it on one of your Saturday rooms, I started implementing that. So thank you for, for putting that out there and putting out those good vibes because that is a tactic that I'm starting to use is by helping uh, some panelists who aren't the most talkative and aren't the most outspoken and giving them and holding space for them. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, I, th I yeah, because some of the quiet, creators and quiet people can give the best insight you got to give them a chance to speak if they they could they take a time out of their day to be on your stage it's almost your obligation i feel like to give them plenty of opportunity to speak absolutely and, and we have some of those on our stages too so uh it, it, it is yeah. cool to be able to handle that and give them the opportunity uh th this has been great mark my last bit of information is and i and i share this all the time um it doesn't matter what channel you're on be intentional of why you're doing what you're doing right and be thoughtful about what you're doing so if you are going to start modding on clubhouse and you're going to start uh putting rooms together be deliberate as to why you're doing it and start working with the community and start working with great moderators. I now can call Mark a friend and that's great. And that's, and that's what it's been provided for me. Uh, you're, you're making me all misty eyed here. Appreciate that, Julian. So, you know, Julian, I love this strategy session and I would encourage everyone out there that's listening to the podcast. You're either listening to it on my show, the after hours entrepreneur, or you're listening to it on Julian's show, Growth Hack with Poppy Digital. And we'd love to hear, what are your thoughts on this format? We're trying something a little bit different, kind of like a live strategy session, as opposed to the regular interview style. So make sure that you hit us up and let us know what you thought. We'd love your feedback.